JVNI show. Today we're going to be talking about the rise of the shield hero. This is season three. Yeah, I like this show. Let's talk about it. Shield Hero um, is an adventure. Uh, well, it's, it's also a manga, but I'm speaking uh, specifically of the uh, cartoon. I was going to say a movie. It's not a movie. It's an anime. Um, Nalfumi is the main character, and he goes to a different world, gets summoned to a different world, along with three other uh, heroes, the Spear, the sword, the shield, <laughs> and the bow. And uh, for those of y'all who have seen season one, he went through a lot of stuff. <laughs> he went through a whole heap of stuff. He got framed for something he didn't do. Uh, he got betrayed. The entire town. Now, first of all, he's in a spot... Uh, He's in a place where he didn't ask to come. He didn't ask to be there. And he don't know anyone. And they all turned their back on him off of a false allegation. So that sucks. So it's it's understandable the anger he had. Uh, pretty much has. <laughs> it's definitely understandable. I know I would be pretty much feeling the same way. If I was in his shoes. Now, fortunately for him, um, one guy, and uh, specifically the, the the blacksmith, he kind of, you know, gave him the benefit of the doubt and uh, worked with him. And uh, because, of, because of him, he was able to uh, bring some stuff together. Now, him having the disposition or outlook that he had to adopt to survive uh, allow him to get into contact with the traitor and able to get uh, a partner because his shield and there's a lot of people didn't know I guess uh, in the comment section he can't hold no other no other weapon his shield that's it and so he was like, are you serious? All I got is this shield. What could this shield do? Which is pretty much what everybody was saying. And even like when they actually all got an opportunity to talk to each other, everybody was like, yeah, nobody chooses that character because uh, it's just a shield. <laughs> but wouldn't you know, 
uh, as he was able to unlock stuff, because you can feed materials to the shield as part of it, and you unlock different abilities of the shield. Now, the shield is OP. So a lot of times, you know, you don't just don't know that the shield is that OP and it has various different modes, various different uh, abilities that it can do. And each thing unlocks another thing. And and so it, <laughs> you know, it, it is uh, overpowered. Um, now for me, just getting to like not trust people in general and and uh for the most part he never really smiles. I mean, why would he? He was betrayed, he was oh, they took everything from him. They took his money, they took his clothes, they took his dignity. <laughs> he had nothing. So I, I understand why he's so like upset. I would be upset too, you know. He lost everything, so he had to earn everything back. And so he went out and did what he knew, you know, what he could do. You know, it's like, yo, if you want me to help you, it's going to cost you. <laughs> he rose for hire. <laughs> Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Oh, some of y'all uh, might get that later on. Uh, but yeah, so, but having this, this mindset out and allowed him to be able to, you know, earn a living, earn, earn a way to, you know, make money and, and such like that. Yeah. But, you know, he had to, I won't say change his name, but he just, you know, had to go with a different name because everybody knew the shield hero as this evil guy, you know, <laughs> and then he get the egg and hatch flow, which ended up being the, the was a new queen uh, will become a queen, the queen of the furloughs, <laughs> and they hate dragons. That's <laughs> like griffins. Griffins hate dragons. Oh no! So he has his team, and they're going out and they're basically cleaning up after the other guys. The other guys, I, I don't think they really got the concept that there is a consequence to their actions. And so they went out, they killed the dragon, but they left the dragon corpse there. It's not like, you know, a video game, which is what they know of the whole series from. It doesn't just disappear once it once it's dead. It just sit there and rot. And it's rotting meat. And so, and then uh, the, the difference is this has a core. And so when Nalfami gets there, you got all these sick people because of the rotting meat, the miasma and all that toxic fumes and everything so he has to go in there and kill the zombie dragon again <laughs> utilize his dark shield which is horrible it is overpowered but it's horrible for him and uh save the day you know so he's cleaning up after each one of these guys you know the dragon the seed the living seed. I'm like, dude, that seed, the seed was overpowered. That thing was, that monster was crazy. Regenerate, uh, re regenerate, contaminate, <laughs> and extreme expansion growth, like overnight growth, you know? So he was able to figure it out. Like, it was some stuff like, 
if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't have been able to figure half of that stuff out. I ain't, nah, there's no way. He was able to figure it out. He was able to um, read, you know, experiment with the seed and come up with a harmless <laughs> alternative that will sprout and was sprout and grow fast and produce regular fruit, not monster fruits. <laughs> At the rate of that thing was expanding within, I would say, a year, that whole countryside would be it. The monster, everything, all the other monsters would be its dinner. <laughs> it would be over. So he was, he had to go in there, clean up after the, another thing. And then another one of the other heroes. And then he had to go and clean up a, a, after the other heroes. He had all these different refugees that was in the middle of nowhere. Didn't have no food, not really any place to stay. So he had to feed them, had to help them get a place to stay and, and he always asked, he always talk about money, but he didn't always take money per se. So if they didn't have money, he would take like fruits, vegetables, <laughs> whatever, you know, but they had to pay him, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like a barter ship type thing, you know, he was willing to, uh, work with them. <laughs> but in, in, because of these guys were brainwashed by the, uh, first princess who's a habitual liar um they wouldn't listen to anything that he had to say even though he was talking since he was saying hey uh this is what happened this is what's going on this is what we need to do we need to come together we need to work together and they're like forget you <laughs> you're you're a bad guy so and after a while, you just be like, man, bump this. I'm not going to keep trying to convince these guys. This is a waste of my time. And I don't blame them, you know. Now, one of the uh, things that I didn't expect until, you know, later on that, that the other uh, heroes from the other worlds were able to come to that world before the actual wave hit. That was always, that was surprising to me. I'm like, how was they able to get to that world and walk around, chill, whatever, before the wave hit, not during the wave, before the wave hit. So, because those two, I uh, can't think of their names, you know, the, the, the guy and the, and the girl, the dude with the big, huge scythe, they were there before the wave hit, you know, and they left, you know, after the wave, but they were there before the wave hit. I was like, how were they able to do that? You know, could, could, Malfi and his group go to the other world before the wave? Is that possible? So it was just a lot of questions, you know. Um, one of the other things, like, you know, these other guys from the, these other worlds and stuff, they were, like, OP. I'm like, how did they get so strong so fast? But but then when you think about it, like, they, uh, Malfi group, you know, the shield hero, the sword, the bow, all the, uh, the spear, all these guys, they're not working together. And Malfi, the shield hero, is the strongest one out of the four. You know, down the other ones are displaying power, but they're not nearly as strong as he is. And it is crazy, but he is not. Then you know, uh, you have the uh, the 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 sect uh, religious group that worship the spear, the sword, and the bow. <laughs> they're like, forget the shield. <laughs> and they pretty much try to bring him to an end. 
and um, the queen stepped in, you know, at the end and, you know, did her thing. Now, it, it would seem like everything would be at an end because the first princess was proven to be a liar. And I'm like, how could these, did they get amnesia that, you know, they, it was proven his, his name was set free because, you know, you can't lie when you have the little crest thing on or whatever. And some, somehow, you know, she got it removed later on. But every, every lie she tried to tell just, you know, shocked her to death. Well, not to death, but, you know shocked her <laughs> and i'm just like once it's proven that she's an habitual liar why believe her you know it's like come on for real guys <sighs> so they should have i mean you know now don't get me wrong i know a lot of stuff is the way that it is so the story can happen i get it the story can happen but at the same time it's just like come on guys really <laughs> And then when they went to uh, this other area and they had to fight the big uh, turtle looking thing and the dude and the sword, I think all of his uh, party ended up getting uh, deleted and and then the spear, his party just left him. They abandoned him because they realized how weak he really was. Dude, he didn't even put a dent in that turtle. <laughs> he didn't put a scratch on that guy. So, now I can see how the sword hero fell for old girl lies because she got her crest removed and, you know, she just was lying to him and everything. And he, you know, needed someone to believe in him. And so he's... And, and, in all honesty, he's weaker than Malfi. Malfi is stronger than him because Malfi was literally in, in I want to say, in the same predicament. So I, I back, walked that back. But he was in a similar predicament with nobody on his side. No, But he, you know, the sword, he still had his sword. You know, he still had his, his materials, still had his name to a degree. Malfi had nothing. He had everything stolen from him. Even his clothes was stolen from him. <laughs> His money and his clothes were stolen from him. He got treated horribly, horribly, and was able to bounce back from that. So, yeah. And so it just, you know, uh, shows you that, like, if any of the other heroes was in Malfi's spot and, ha and had what happened to Malfi happen to them, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be okay. They wouldn't be able to handle it at all. Not even in the slightest, right? And... Him being able to not just bounce back, but he would make money, make a lot of money at that. I didn't realize he had that much money when he was like, yeah, 21 gold. OK, he don't I mean, you know, he don't like spending money like that. I wouldn't either. But he had the money. He had the money. He had the money. He went from zero to a lot of money. <laughs> then he got his own uh, own town, own village or whatever, you know, the shield Heroes Village. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then, you know, he does the things that he does for his village. And so it's, it's, it's hilarious in a way because it's like, it's selfish, but it's not selfish. He's doing it to help his village, but because he's doing it, he's helping everybody else by helping his village. <laughs> so I thought I was like, okay, okay, I see it, I see it, you know. And he doesn't trust anyone. And the, but the, I, I think the little... Excuse me, the little girl 
that had the spider powers. I call it spider powers, but she had the like string powers. I think that um, he should have given her a chance. But don't get me wrong. I understand what he why he didn't because of everything he been through. But I would I think should he should have given her a chance. You know, keep her under observation, but still give her a chance. You know. Now, one of the things uh, that the current queen of the um, Fallons said is the way that they could reset it is by killing all four heroes and then they would be able to call for more <clears throat> but i don't think that the queen current queen wants to do that because she's just giving them ways out but is something has to be done because if they don't get stronger they're definitely going to lose and they're going to have the choice of saving the people or saving the world and I get it, but I don't. So I'm kind of seeing like where it goes from there, you know. Um, but he's earned his money, dignity, and respect after not having any. <laughs> and he brought Rafia in and nursed her back to health. So she's, you know, on board. And Philo, you know, the the new queen or. She will be queen. Uh, can't think of the word right now, you know, and they're doing their thing. So I think he got a good group and, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's expanding his circle, as it were. So I think I think it's, it's a good, uh, good uh, season to watch. I had to go back and watch the whole thing. I binge watched the whole thing. <laughs> and it's subbed and dubbed. And if you wanted to do... Um, with the original uh, language, you could get it with English uh, subtext, or you could do it with uh, dub. I I did it with the dub because I did the sub before. This was back in when the first season first came out, because it always come out in Japanese first, and then it gets translated a little bit later. But you can find it on Crunchyroll. Uh, there's other anime uh, uh, such out there and uh anime izuki whatever uh but i i like crunchyroll it was funimation i'm not saying it wasn't funimation but they bought funimation and so a lot of stuff or funimation was basically since they bought funimation funimation was basically pointing you know everybody to go to crunchyroll so i ended up going to crunchyroll just so i can see more and get more and stuff like that because you get it faster on crunchyroll than funimation in my opinion and it seemed like at the time I don't I haven't been on Funimation in a while. It just kind of seemed like Funimation had more glitches, and um, but it's definitely uh, worth uh, checking out. You know, um, keep in mind that you know a lot of these uh, anime come from Japan and such like that, and and you might have one company working on five different <laughs> anime at the same time you know like attack on titan shield hero and my one punch man so they have these deadlines they gotta meet so some of it might not be <sighs> stellar <laughs> so i think given that consideration it's it's not bad it's not bad at all uh rise of the seer hero season three uh, definitely if you want to, it's definitely really good. And, and you can understand the reasoning behind his, uh, demeanor. And if you can even like, 
internalize like some of the stuff he'd been through and like some of the stuff I think about like if, if I'd gone through that how would I respond you know because this wasn't like an overnight thing this took time days weeks months <laughs> you know, for all of this you know to uh for him to clear his name for him to get into a rhythm where he can make money for him to you know gain the trust of the blacksmith you know all of that i think the blacksmith is just a cool guy <laughs> i like that guy and his character he's not a main character well he, he's like a support character i guess it, it would be accurate but i like that guy he's he's <laughs> definitely pretty cool uh so definitely check out rise of the sheer hero uh, season three is out on Crunchyroll. You can see it. It might be other spots, but this is where I found it at. Uh, this is where I binge watched it from. <laughs> and um, I'm just interested to see, like, you know, uh, how they're going to eventually end it. Because, you know, um, Rafilia and Philo wants him to stay. And, of course, he has his village now. And I think he will stay, if, if I'm not mistaken. Because it, it seemed like he... Uh, met his future self in the past or something to that effect. So he might go home just to complete the circle as it were. But um, I think he will stay because he has a town now to, to, to look after. He has, you know, all of these responsibilities that he has now. He has the ability to teleport. He can teleport anywhere that he's already been. That is really a cool gift to have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish I had that. I would save so much on airplane tickets and travel and uh, uh, what's the uh, airplane tickets? Uh, uh, gas. <laughs> They'll find some way to tax it up. But anyway, uh, yo. Check out Rise of the Shield Hero. It's really good. Uh, let me know your thoughts and comments in below, what I miss, uh, what your thoughts about it. And, uh, yeah. Okay, coming up next is two guys who know their stuff about sports. Um, it's a great honor to be able to work with these two gentlemen. And I learned so much in regards to sports, just listen to these guys just talk casually, you know what I'm saying? Um, so with no further ado, I'm going to bring to you guys uh, the Sports Bag Bros. That's Trav and Bias. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't know if you have it on the agenda, uh, prayers up to Travis Jordan. He's out for the season, suffered that terrible injury. Uh, prayers up. Good luck to you, brother. Yeah, man, I wanted to mention something about Travis Jordan because at the end of the day, it's still sports. Regardless of what fan you are of a team, even if it's your rival or biggest rival, normal people don't wish ill will on players like that. And regardless of what happened when we were in Tallahassee, win or lost, you know, you, you don't want to see something like that. And now in the following week, a game that was supposed to have been a throwaway game, Maybe even a game for him to showcase that he still belongs, at least mentioned in the Heisman Trophy race against North Alabama, which used to be a dominant Division II program. He gets one of the most grotesque injuries of the year. You never want to come up with something like that. Left in yeah. the air cast, and now he go, goes out today. He talks about how his career with Florida State is over, which it is. And mm -hmm. let's hope that he has his opportunities in the NFL because he will not be at the combine more than likely. Well, definitely won't be at the combine. And right. but uh, get a word about getting getting healthy first, and then yeah. 
But you know what? The reason why I mentioned, mentioned it because you know that's the next level these kids want to go through. And you know that even though this is one of the worst injuries you could probably expect from any player, he still thinks that he wants to go back and play. He does want to play, but it's going to be if he's physically able. Willis he pops to mind when something like that comes up. What happened with him in the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State in the national championship game? One of the worst injuries. I thought his career was over. He was so good that year. He still went in the first round. Yeah, that injury was grotesque also. Yeah. We come back the way he did, man. That was amazing. To be, you know what, I think, what, Drew Steinberg, um, well, Drew Rosenberg, uh, what's his name? Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus, that was his agent. And I think he got a lot more popularity because of that when he signed, when he was able to still make him a first-round draft pick. Because even as good as he was, and you saw the injury, there's no way you could think that he was going to come back, regardless of how technology was and medicine was, you know, afterwards. You just, no way would think that we should use our first round on him. And he became a successful first round pick even after missing the entire first season. Right. I'm sure when most people saw that accident, uh, accident, that injury, a lot of us thought, oh, his career's over. Or he's not, he's going to be a shell of his former self. Absolutely. But, I mean, he may not have made it back 100%, but, man, he was still a hell of a ball player. He, like I said, it was amazing. I gave Drew Rosenhaus a lot of credit, man, because this guy was out there pimping and pimping. He couldn't go to the combine. The last thing you can remember of him was getting injured. All of those games that he had played beforehand when he and Ken Dorsey were duo Heisman Trophy candidates coming from Miami that year, he obviously stood on his own accord. He finally started getting it together against that great-ass Ohio State defense, and then that happened. He finally started getting his footing, then that happened. But either way, he was able to go to the draft, got himself drafted in the first round, had a still a damn good career. I mean, still yeah. a damn good career. And Jordan Travis, not exactly the same skill set, definitely not the same position, which may work in his benefit because he's not a running back taking a pounding every time. He's a quarterback, and you can drop back, you know, when it's time to drop back with a better knee. And hopefully he gets his opportunities you know, in my opinion, he was probably a third rounder, fourth rounder, possibly anyways. But who the hell am I? Now, <clears throat> agent. Uh, but a damn good value pick if he is a free agent. You know, when Tua Tagovailoa uh, injured his hip? Yeah. I thought, I thought he might be done because, you know, I, the only other person I, I knew of that had a hip injury like that was Bo Jackson. Ugh. He didn't come close to playing for not even. He was very limited as a baseball player. He played some outfield, but he was more so a yeah. DH. Yeah. But the way Tua has come back, you know, he's not a running quarterback, but I, I, he's exceeded my expectations for him for him since that accident. I just thought Tua was a cerebral quarterback. He was a cerebral quarterback to me. Still is, in my opinion. He has the athleticism to still run when you're not expecting that. A lot like uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, at Carolina now, well, he's not playing well at Carolina, but when he was at Alabama as well, he, you know, he, you would automatically assume that he'd be a running quarterback, which he wasn't. That's why I thought he would be a failure until I went up to Atlanta and saw him play in Miami, and he just diced them up and then pretty much did it to everybody else afterwards. Didn't get a championship, but certainly highlighted his skills enough, even as a little bit of an undersized quarterback, to make himself the number one pick overall in the draft. He went to a pretty bad team, and you know, he's not looking good right now. But either way, yeah, Tua was more cerebral, had a bit of athleticism, underrated athleticism, 
But in the NFL, still able to identify the pocket the way he can and still able to make the throws that he needs to make, read the defenses the way he needs to, and the, as goal he a goal the Dolphins. Yeah, and the, the reason I thought that he'd be limited is because you need your legs to, oh, to pass, to throw a ball. You need your hips. You know, you got to yeah. have that torque and twist. Um, and, but for, for him to bounce back the way he has, as I already said, he he surpassed my expectations of what he'd be able to be to to accomplish. Yeah, this is someone I've rooted for since he was in high school because even when he came to Alabama early and he was going against Jalen Hurts, when Jalen Hurts was the incumbent at the time, I was already saying, man, put him in in front of Hurts. People didn't want to hear it in the beginning. And that spring, he looked better as a true freshman than Hurts, who's already had opportunities in the national championship game. And then as it eventually played out, he became the guy. When Hurts wasn't effective, he came in, game-winning touchdown, the rest is over. And right. But, hey, they ended up both being pretty damn good quarterbacks right now in the NFL. But still, with Jordan Travis, man, how you hate seeing that for, for any player, regardless. You hate quarterback, running back. It just happens to be him. And even more so, in a throwaway game. I know you don't want to say a throwaway game, but this is the time of year, especially in the SEC, when you have these uh, throwaway games, but he's an ACC player doing the same thing against North Alabama. They were down a little bit, but they came back and won the game. Man, and now boy, they got they got leapfrog by Washington. Um, they're going to be on the outside looking in, unfortunately, unless his replacement comes in and does a Tom Brady or something. But you know, I don't see it. And, and that's true because they're now playing Louisville, who ended up beating the Miami Hurricanes in Miami. This past weekend, Miami's just doing it to them. Four-game losing streak? Bruh, they just got a – they're on a, a, the giant slalom of wins and losses. And this is losses going all the way down. I, I don't see what's going on with this team. But I understand they're actually a better team than last season. It's just that the consistency isn't there. But I think once they get the things they need in place, remember, Tyler Van Dyke is not Mario Cristobal's guy. Mario Cristobal's guy has an arm injury right now. Emory Williams. And he'll be back next year, hopefully back by spring training, spring camp, and everything will be a little better and a little clearer. Even as a redshirt junior, Tyler Van Dyke, I don't think he comes back next season. Not under Mario Cristobal. I just can't see that happening. He either goes to the NFL or he probably goes to the transfer port. There were stories this past offseason with him possibly going to Alabama. Well, they don't need him now, and they didn't need him then. So um, he'll find a home, though, somewhere. They, they probably have a couple more losses had he transferred to Alabama. Oh, you know what? The way things turned out, and I still believe this is Nick Saban's best coaching job he's done, regardless of where he's been, even including Michigan State. What he's done here at Alabama with that triumvirate of quarterbacks coming out with the lead dog with Jalen Milrow, who looked ridiculously bad last year, nothing but a running back that just throws halfback options to victory if he can get him. In the beginning of the season, a lot of that, but now he played to Jalen's strength. Jalen himself put in that work to work on his passing. Now he's a pain in the ass and no one wants to deal with him at the right time. Right. And, you know, if they keep rolling, they'll probably meet up with Georgia more than likely. Yeah, they and are. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for Georgia. I don't think they're going to be a pushover by oh, anyone. As long as that Alabama defense still stays what it is right now, that defense is saving their ass this whole season up until Moreau was able to get up to speed with his offense. And now the offense is becoming a pain and the defense is already great. However, 
Georgia now is looking like they deserve to be the number one team, and they are, because Carson Beck is now looking like a quarterback who's capable against teams on the road and teams at home. He was able to win the game against a very good Missouri team in Athens, and now he went on the road to Knoxville, took on Tennessee, and looked very damn good against Tennessee. I was surprised against that, even though that same Tennessee team lost to Missouri just last week, the previous game. But yeah, Carson Beck, he's up for the challenge now, and he has even more weapons. I mean, uh, uh, Brock Bowers is back. You know, Lab McConkey's back. Uh, his past receiver, I just his name just slipped from me right now. He just got another receiver who's now standing up. <laughs> Those boys are there to stay. They're now penciled in for the SEC championship game against Alabama. That's going to be serious business. But before that business can be handled, they have to take on a sneaky-ass, pain-in-the-ass Georgia Tech team in Atlanta, and Alabama has to play the Iron Bowl this Saturday against Auburn, which is never easy. Um, what do you think if uh, if either Michigan or Ohio State win fairly easily? You think they leapfrog? See, this here's the issue right here. One of the most insignificant pieces of sports news came out today that uh, – uh, Ohio State leapfrog Michigan. So, I mean, <laughs> they got to play each other. It doesn't matter. And so I, I'm thinking these two, they play one when they play one another, which they will do on Saturday. I mean, well, let's be hypothetical because I think it's almost impossible to have a blowout one way or the other. But if it's a close game, you know, one doesn't drop too far out. I mean, does, and I think it will come down to Big Ten championship games. You know, depending for the rest of the story to kind of play out, but um, uh, you know, if one gets blown out, now that kind of eliminates the one who got blown out. I think, and, and it makes it it makes work easier for the boys in the committee with the college football playoffs. Now Washington sneaking themselves in there, and as you said already, it makes things difficult for Florida State, even if they do beat Louisville in the ACC championship game, which now gets that much difficult, more difficult since Jordan Travis is out. Right. Um, I, I think it would be very frustrating, but it's very understandable if the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, they only drop to four. Florida State stays at five, undefeated. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll have a, a big-time gripe, but then again, you know, you lose your quarterback. Um, but then you can point to uh, the 90s, Nebraska, Tommy Frazier went down. Yeah, Erringer went down. Their, their walk-on quarterback, Matt Terman, uh, started against Kansas State and beat him. Luckily, Brooke Berenger was able to come back, and then Tommy Frazier came back for the championship game. But um, I don't, I don't know if Florida State has those guys. You know, I don't think so either. I mean, when we went to the game, just what now a week ago, two weeks ago. People in the stands that were sitting around us, obviously we are at Dope Campbell Stadium and we have nothing but Florida State fans around us. This isn't just Miami fans feeling bitter or saying stupid things. These are other Florida State fans that were saying that Florida State probably wouldn't beat Georgia, wouldn't beat Michigan, wouldn't beat Alabama. And I believe they wouldn't. They look good and they happen to play in the ACC. It's just Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia are better, in my opinion, from the eyeball test. And, you know, and it's good that they're undefeated right now, but we've seen this story before with undefeated teams. Uh, this is a different landscape, but undefeated teams not winning a national championship. Was it Penn State back in 1995? You know, they beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl undefeated, didn't win the national championship. You know, I, I think Nebraska won it that year. 
and, and rightfully so, though. You know, and I know they're Penn State fans. Look at the record. Look at the schedule. I understand. But I also understand why Nebraska won, because they ended up dominating, you know, the, the previous season, too. Beating Oregon in the Rose Bowl or beating Miami in the Orange Bowl? In the They're... Orange Bowl, which is home. Right. You know, Road so, game. Road game in the bowl game. You know what I mean? So, you know, but you get the story. But that's exactly what happens. You can have an undefeated team that puts up an excellent season and they just don't get it. Right now, we have an embarrassment of undefeated teams. You know, this late, and you're talking about the top heavy people in contention where the top five teams are undefeated teams right now. Between Florida State, Washington, you still have Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia. Five top undefeated teams, but things have to shake out one way or another. And Auburn going to do their usual upset of Alabama because that happens on occasion. (laughs) Alabama has a great team. Auburn can have a mediocre team. And they could still give problems to Alabama. I've seen it back in what with 90, 92, I believe, 93, when Alabama, 92, when Alabama won the national championship, they beat Auburn with, with five, five, and one. And Pat dies last game, I believe. 17 nothing. That's it. You was expecting a lot more than that. But that rivalry, I still believe, is the best rivalry in college football. You so have a more recent example though. Is it what? You have a more recent example, though. I mean, you're talking 30-some years ago. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying, but that was a tough game. And then the game in which they beat. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying. Well, and another game recently when Auburn beat Alabama. And then Auburn got beat by Central Florida and gave Central Florida at least somewhat of a claim to claim they were national champs because Alabama ended up winning the national championship. So that was just three years ago. Yeah, but Auburn wasn't terrible like they were. You know what? Auburn wasn't terrible, but they weren't expected to beat Alabama either. You know, because Alabama with Nick Saban, hardly anyone. They they didn't lose to a 5-5-1 team as well. No, 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 no. They weren't going to be that bad. And if Auburn was, look, this team right here that Auburn has just lost in New Mexico State. All right? They just lost in New Mexico State this past week on the plains in Auburn. You know, and um, Diego Pavia, that's a guy I've been watching for like a couple years now. He's not going to see the light of day on the NFL field, the quarterback for New Mexico State. But that dude's fun as hell to watch, man. He's a little pudgy dude. <laughs> he just makes things happen, man. That dude's out there just slinging the ball. He reminds me of a kid named Bruce Eugene who played years ago for Grambling, about 5'10", 240 pounds. About <laughs> the kid from Kentucky. What is his name? Lorenzen or something? Oh, Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, the lefty. Yeah, that dude he passed away. Oh, did he? Yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Oh, that's yeah, unfortunate. Late, man. Yeah, but he was he was like a defensive tackle lining up behind center, man. But he was a beast, though. He was a hell of a he was. Hell of quarterback. I think that was how Mummy's offense he was running. And, bro, he was he was a hell of a quarterback behind him. And he could run a little bit. The dude was like 10 to 300 pounds. He's the, the cool the round mound or whatever the hell they want to call it. It wasn't rebounds. He was just off of him. But man, Jared Lorenzo was something, man. But yeah, man, the kid died. I can't remember about five, six years ago, maybe. But yeah, he had he had that perpetual weight issue as we could see while he was playing. You know, the Giants gave him a shot. I mean, he played a little bit in the NFL. But, Dang, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, with the Giants. And you know, but and everybody liked him, man. If you talked spoke to anybody about this guy, and it wasn't even about the jokes. It was about, yo, you know, he was a, just a cool, a cool dude. He never had any bad things to say about him off the field or nothing like that. And on the field, you know, he wasn't a jerk. He was just a hell of a competitor, just a big competitor. No pun intended. 
That's, it sounds like a pun. Yeah, I know. Nothing intended, though. But, yo, <clears throat> Michigan, they lose ground because they lose to Maryland. Now, that Maryland team is not a bad freaking team. Uh, they gave Ohio State some problems just a couple of weeks ago, and it took Michigan a little bit of time. Did they lose? They, no, they won the game. You said because they lost to Maryland. Oh, no, they um they played um no they played Ohio State, I meant. They lost played Ohio State. They lost to Ohio State, and then you know the, now Michigan was behind. I mean, Michigan had some trouble with them. Michigan right. won the game, but you know they did it without Harbaugh. So how do you look at this? Do you give them any credit? Do you put that human element in there and instead of letting the, letting the computers decide who's better because your head coach isn't there, which does matter on the sidelines, but at the same time when you have as much talent as they have, does it really matter when you have other coaches who know the system as well? That's why I asked you if one team wins fairly decisively, because I'm thinking it's possible for Ohio State. Um, if I'm, I'm not sure who's running the sidelines for Michigan, but if they can't match Pat Day, you know, Ohio State maybe can pull away with an easy victory. Whew. You know, that's I think talent for talent, they're so equal right now. And the quarterback who's been there before, J.J. McCarthy, you know, he's out of the Heisman race. He, he puts up fairly pedestrian numbers of, as of late, and the numbers don't normally show you how good he does play, how well he plays, because he's, he's quick, he's fast, and he's accurate most of the time. You know, and I think he's a great cog for their offense, and he's the reason why it goes, even though Corum is a damn good running back, it's still J.J. McCarthy. But in Ohio State, their quarterback, Kyle McCord, just started to get his sea legs, now looking like a quarterback who knows the system well enough. We already know what the deciding factor is. Just throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr., who may be the number one pick overall in the 2024 draft. And then their defense. I mean, it, it, it's going to be – take the under. <laughs> just take the under. I'm thinking Ohio State still loses only because Michigan is at Michigan. Okay, you got a first-hand experience of the Sports Bag Bros. You can find them on YouTube. I'm going to put their link in the description below. And also uh, all major digital podcast platforms. So check these guys out if you want to get your daily dose of sports. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Alright. Sports Bag Bros. And thank you to you gentlemen. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm dude. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the JB and I show. I'm your host, Isaac the Fire Hunk Middleton. What's up, y'all? How you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. So, as you already know, we're well within the holiday season. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're, you know, hopefully you're enjoying your holidays. Hopefully you're having a wonderful, great, and glorious holiday season. Uh, for those of you who are in America, happy Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, as for some of you guys, it's, past, it's already past Thanksgiving, but it is already past Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I wouldn't say happy Thanksgiving because... This video comes out after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas. So, 
Happy holidays. <laughs> Just want to take the time to say, you know, be safe in your travels. Um, be sure to check your travel advisory. Um, I believe the um, government has a travel advisory website. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that is a thing. Also check the weather. Uh, if you're traveling from California to New York, from New York to Illinois or Alaska or Paris or wherever you want to go, definitely check the weather so you, you can dress accordingly. Um, I have the benefit of living in California, which is tend to be more of a warmer climate, no snow in my area. Um, so if and when I travel to Illinois and New York and New Jersey and uh, Seattle, I got to bring some winter clothes. I have, I have, uh, <laughs> traveled without, uh, bringing any winter clothes before and that didn't really work out too well for me. So yeah, <laughs> but good, good to have family members that love you because I was able to get their winter clothes and wear it like my own. I, but yeah, so dress accordingly. Uh, make sure you dress warm and such like that. Also, if you're traveling overseas, uh, make sure you get the travel advisory for that and follow their recommendations. Uh, the uh, climate of each area, no matter where you go, may be in a constant state of flux. It might be raining in Paris. I don't know, you know. Uh, so you might want to definitely check that out. Okay. And if you're going uh, to England, it might be raining there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No matter where you go. So just travel accordingly and make sure that you bring uh, proper uh, clothes to fit so that you can go there and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And enjoy yourself and party, party, party. <laughs> so, um, yeah, make sure that you do that. Uh, have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Uh, enjoy your family, friends, and such. You know, um, some people call it Friendsgiving. Some people call it Thanksgiving, you know. And so um, whatever you want to celebrate it. Some people just say happy holidays, holiday season. This is the holiday season. In my opinion, the holiday season start right before Halloween. It goes from Halloween to after New Year's. <laughs> that's that's the holiday season for me because like you have Halloween, which is celebrated, but you don't get the day off. Yeah, but it's celebrated, but you don't get the day off. And uh you have um um Thanksgiving and you get the day off for Thanksgiving or the week off or a few days off or whatever for Thanksgiving. And then there's Christmas where you get the most time off because it's Christmas, you know, and then you get New Year's, which you don't necessarily get a day off for New Year's, but still fun. <laughs> it's still fun. All right. So, yeah, uh, be safe out there. Have a good time. Uh, can I iterate and reiterate enough? To have fun, enjoy yourself, have a good time, uh, enjoy uh, time with your family. This may be moments that you may cherish and remember for the rest of your life, okay? Absolutely. <laughs>
because uh, sometimes me and my family members, we get together just to think about yesteryear. I was like, oh, man, we're getting, we're getting old, y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, we enjoy uh, time with each other when we have time to spend with each other and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun in there. And uh, I cherish those moments with them, with our friends and family and such like that. It means a lot. It's just, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, also, um, I talked about fitness before I had, uh, Alex on, he talked about his fitness regimen, uh, great brother. Um, uh, I want to see if I can get, uh, Trav from the sports bag bros. I'm going to see if I can get him on here so I can do an interview with him. That might not happen till next year or after the hiatus. We are going to be going on a hiatus. Uh, after December, after December, uh, we're going to be going on a hiatus. A hiatus may be from, let's see, it's usually from January, January, February, and then we come back around about the middle of March. Okay. That's the plan. That's the plan. Everything is subject to change. You know, the strike is over. I'm going to be looking to get back into acting and such like that. I will continue to do the podcast as long as you guys are willing to, uh, Listening to me talk. <laughs> it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. I am so excited about this opportunity to come before you and to be able to talk to you guys about pop culture stuff, about fitness, about my fitness, share that with you guys and encourage you guys, motivation, fitness motivation and such like that. Music. Um, still working on my top five. That's segue. Still working on my top five, uh, my top five music, still working on that. That should be done before the end of December. Um, I want to bring that to you guys. I have a few lined up. Um, Alex has a song that came out some odd years ago, but I'm going to play that for you guys. Also, um, I want to have my song out as well so that you guys can hear that. I think Jay Hall has a new song out that I want to also play. And we also have to give the salute to voice play because those brothers are just so talented, you know what I'm saying? For real. And, um, there's one more I want to give a shout out to, but I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'll, I always want you guys' input on everything and music is no different. Uh, you can give your inputs in the comment section below. You can give your inputs in the Patreon. You can give your inputs in, um, um, uh, the discord and, and I look at our, everybody inputs, you know, you, you allowed to speak your mind, say your piece. And I, I say mine and we deliberate on it. And I always do a fair and balanced, uh, uh, thing. So if my music don't make it, my music don't make it. And I'm like, Hey, Y'all didn't like it. so <laughs> Or if it does make it and I don't like it, because sometimes it is like that. I'm like, oh, that out there. But they were like, no, 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 put your music out there. <laughs> so I do that. Okay, so uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. And this is an opportunity for me to say thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for uh, listening to my music. Uh, checking out the JB and I show, checking out the I M E Y T C baby, the I Middleton Entertainment YouTube channel. <laughs> Absolutely. So 
want to say thank you for that. And also checking out uh, MyFitWatch.net, MyFitWatch.net, which is my online store. Thank you so much for checking that out and your supporting that. Um, if you purchase anything or if you gain anything in that regard, you are a part of the team just for being here, just for viewing, just for listening, listening to the podcast, viewing the videos. You're a part of the team. You're part of Team FileHop. I'm glad you're here. Just for purchasing any item, any item, whether it's the coffee or the T-shirt or uh, whatever, the watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're now my fit watch. <laughs> I was like, you said my fit watch. <laughs> you are now a part of Team Fire Hockey Elite. You're now part of my fit watch valuable customer. You know what I'm saying? And my fit watch valuable customer. VIP is what I'm trying to remember. VIP, that's what they call <laughs> a very important person. But you're also Team Firehawk Elite. And that's just being that you decided to go above and beyond watching the videos, which is greatly appreciated. Go above and beyond commenting on the videos, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, above above and beyond sharing the videos, which is greatly appreciated. You decided to actually become a YouTube member. You you decided to become a part of the Patreon. You decided to purchase something from the uh, uh, MyFitWatch.net. You decided to donate uh, through YouTube or, or Twitch or, you know, cheer your bits. Thank you. Thank you so much, each and every one of you guys. So I want to have recognition for all of y'all, from, from those of you who watched the video, comment on the video, like the video, share the video, to those of you who are actually donating, uh, uh, buying the merch. <laughs> Gotta get the merch. Buying the merch and, and donating, give, giving me your, you know, the bits, bits and bits and bits and bits. <laughs> Thank you so much. I cannot thank you guys enough. I wanted to take this time out right now to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if I don't say it enough, I'm going to say it again. Thank you. I So I wanted to know how much I want you to know how much you are appreciated. OK, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, some of the other things I'm working on, I'm working on new music. Um, I had to push back a lot of stuff, but I'm working on new music. I'm potentially working on a new um, is it book or a short story? I'm still working on some other stuff as well. <laughs> it's it's kind of in the amalgamation portion of development. <laughs> it's kind of here, kind of there. So I just wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Okay. All right, y'all. So, you know, I'm going to have a little segment come up after this and you know, my promotions and stuff like that. But I wanted to take the time to say thank you guys. Be safe out there. Uh want to hear your stories. I can live vicariously through you. You know, I want to, um, actually, I'm going to go out sometimes and uh, do, uh, I get invited uh, to different premieres and such. And I want to actually, uh, with their permission, take some pictures, take some videos, and then share it with you guys on the JBNI show on the IMEYTC, which is uh, the IMEYTC Entertainment YouTube channel. And so that y'all can see 
like you know some of the stuff when I actually I go out out because you know I'm trying to get out there now you know what I'm saying uh and and every effort that you guys put into this I put into this as well I put back into this and um I have some equipment that I want to purchase uh I'm saving up to purchase and um I, I can only do it because of you guys. I just wanted want to let you know, for real, you are appreciated. I do have Lofi music that comes out every Friday. And right now I'm trying to do a new video every Friday. Um, I want to do a 24 hour Lofi music stream. I'm working that out. I'm, there's some <laughs> things in there that I need to work out. Um, I want to do that, uh, that 24-hour stream. If you guys like that, let me know. Um, I can, you know, continue to do the live stream as well and 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 such like that. So that's something I'll be looking to do for you guys as well, okay? All right, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for your time and your effort and your bits and, and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> net. You see me say it so much time, so many times. Um, it's my online store. Uh, you, you can find uh, Team Firehawk supplements there. I use it. Uh, multivitamin. Um, you can find... Uh, all the merch there, you know what I'm saying? Got to get the merch. And uh, you can also find um, all kind of items and stuff there that, that you know, just will support the uh, the stream, the company, the, the whole night, the movement, every everything, you know. So it's just a pleasure and an honor to be able to present to you myfootwatch.net, okay? So thank you so much for your support.